Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hey there, Primal Canadians fans. Welcome back to the podcast. We're sitting here in the studio today with my good friend TK. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, or continuing on our theme from last week, where we were talking about our three biggest takeaways. And this week we're talking our three biggest takeaways from just Primal living in general. Yeah, so excited about this. Yeah, it's cool to look back and see how life has changed since adopting this different way of looking at things. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to. We want to share today the three biggest takeaways that uh, have have helped us. The three biggest lessons that we've learned, um, that we've adapted, and and what has changed and improved our lifestyle. Yeah, totally. So uh, why don't you start us off? All right. Well, uh, let me start by um, I, I I first started thinking primarily. Um, I'm going to go back to maybe four or five years ago or so when I found Mark Sisson with the Primal Blueprint. Um, there may have been some things that I've adapted and discovered before that, as I'm sure there were, because that's why I found it. But I'll start from there. And um, he has a 21-day total body transformation. It had to do with nutrition and it had to do a lot with lifestyle. Some lifestyle stuff that I would never have thought of um, of, of looking into or thought that it could have a any type of effect on my body right so the biggest one for me right then that always comes to mind first was um he talked a lot about having blue light in the eyes at night before bedtime um now blue light we've talked about it on here before it's it's um it's basically a toxic light it doesn't easily our eyes don't easily and our brain doesn't easily um it's not good for it it doesn't like it and when this happens late at night it's especially um, it's especially hard on the body and how you, how the body functions. Uh, Mark talked about it a lot as in gene expression. It messes up our gene expression. It's bad. It's bad for our gene expression. So, a part of this challenge was to not have blue. Light. I actually forget exactly what it was. I think it had something to do with not having blue light or mitigating it. Um, a few hours before bedtime so now my regular practice is just not to have screen time um, in the evenings especially after it's dark but I know at, at that point when I was doing it I was watching TV in the evenings um, as something to do um, and so I stopped doing it so before it I was doing it and all of a sudden I stopped doing it so I I, I definitely noticed the difference right away and uh, I, I was so I slept better and I didn't feel groggy in the mornings so now I notice it right away like sometimes I'll have a project that keeps me on the computer late at night or something where I'm on my phone or or looking at a screen after dark or right up till bedtime kind of thing and I, I got a feeling this is a common thing for, for modern life you know to watch tv until you fall asleep oh, or totally you get tired to go to bed so um if any of our listeners are doing this um it this, this is as i said it may be a big challenge to to what you're currently doing but i encourage you to give this a try for a couple of days um to see what it's doing for you but what i noticed is i i wasn't as groggy in the morning and I had more energy through the day. I, I, I felt a lot clearer. So what was going on in my brain and how this light was affecting me, I don't really know for sure. But I, I noticed significant differences 
in in how I felt by not having blue light in my eyes at night. Yeah, that's such a great observation. And I think, I mean, as I understand it, I may be completely out to lunch here, but as I understand it, it's the blue light is kind of, it's like the ultraviolet uh, frequency of light. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a frequency that we find naturally in sunlight. But what happens is that um, our bodies have developed a, a system where the ultraviolet light that enters our eyes controls our hormone production, mm-hmm. which controls our sleep cycles. Yeah, yeah. So naturally speaking, the daytime was the time to be up and yeah. doing things and uh, awake. Mm-hmm. And nighttime was the time to be sleeping. Yeah. But our bodies knew when it was time to be, uh, when it was time to sleep and when it was time yeah. to be awake based on the sun. Right, yeah. So in during the daytime, if you're getting some ultraviolet light in your eyes and uh, it, you're not, it stimulates you to not fall asleep. Right, to then be in awake. Then in the evening, you... you unwind you would probably sit by the fire and sing songs and play games with your tribe and whatever you would do and then yeah after a while you would fall asleep Mm -hmm. because your body your eyes hadn't had any of that blue light stimulus so it was like okay well it's it's nighttime now it's time for sleeping so it it would stimulate more what's melatonin melatonin production when you didn't have the yeah the blue light in your eyes so you would sleep easier and you would you would sleep deeper yeah. See, that's the thing with sleep a lot of people yeah. don't understand is that all sleep is not equal. Right. You know, you can fall asleep and be asleep without really resting. Yeah. And that's what most people do most of the time. And I think that's why, probably why you notice such an energy increase because yeah. suddenly you were actually getting quality sleep. Yeah, yeah. And... I mean, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I've, I've experienced very similar thing, not from blue light, because that's one of my biggest vices. I'm bad for sitting up late at night working on stuff yeah. on the computer until my eyes just won't stay o- open yeah. and then shut it down and go to bed right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the things I've, I want to stop doing, but it's just one of the harder ones I've struggled yeah, with. Yeah. Um, when the time is right, it'll happen. Exactly. If I keep my intention there, yeah. but, uh, I don't want to get off topic. Um, when I stopped drinking caffeine, yeah, I had the exact same experience right, as yeah, you yeah. were. Suddenly, I wasn't groggy in the mornings. I, I would sleep all the way through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I had way more energy than I'd ever had before. Yeah, um, And it was consistent energy. It wasn't yeah, yeah. like I was dead to the world until I had a coffee. And then I was good for a few hours until I had another coffee. It was mm-hmm. just like I had energy constantly. Yeah. Um, and and it, it has to do with that level of sleep. Mm-hmm. So where that excessive blue light and that excessive uh, exposure to it messes up your melatonin production, that messes up how deep of sleep you can get. So yeah. even though you might fall asleep, you don't really get deep sleep and you yeah. don't really get rest. That's such a big point because I think so many times, well, there's so many uh, um, uh, like doctors and sleep experts that know that you're supposed to get seven hours eight hours whatever the number is and uh, yeah as you said sleep is not the same and there's not a lot of uh, information or, or topics out but i know there's some but generally that's not the message that we get when we struggle with sleep it's get it's get that x amount but yeah it has way more to do with the sleep quality and anything that we can do to enhance uh, the quality of the sleep uh, we'll, we'll do measures uh, 
sometimes over you know getting an extra half hour if we can sleep better then that will feel much better with even less sleep sometimes totally i mean that for me that's been my one of my biggest takeaways uh from just exploring primal lifestyle is learning that you don't need seven to eight hours of sleep a yeah. night i mean there's times when you do mm -hmm. but most of the time for me anyway four to six hours is plenty yeah like that's that's more than enough yeah yeah um but it has to be good quality sleep right yeah and it's not sustainable you know like mm -hmm. i wouldn't sleep four hours a night every single night for my whole life yeah but i'll sleep four hours a night for a week or two at a time and yeah. then one night i'll sleep eight hours yeah and i feel fantastic right like i yeah. feel awesome but it's all about listening to your body and knowing what your body needs and realizing mm -hmm. like for me, one of the biggest things when I wake up in the morning is I have to immediately take a second and notice how I feel. Yeah. So many people don't do that. Yeah. They just wake up and that. jump out of bed and yeah. do something or they wake up and hit the snooze button, which is even mm -hmm. worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you just take a second and it's like, okay, how do I feel this morning? Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely days where it's like, I'm, quite run down and I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. And then that's a signal for me like, okay, it's time to get yeah. more sleep tomorrow mm -hmm. night. Um, but then there's other days where it'll be like three in the morning and I wake up and I'm wide awake. It's like, Hey, I feel fantastic. Yeah. Um, and just noticing that and realizing that you, you, the way your body feels is a very good indicator of whether or not you need more sleep. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes like if you're the kind of person I have, I have many friends who tell me, I have one particular friend anyway. He's always talking about how certain people need less sleep. Yeah. He's just like, oh, there's certain people, their genetics are different. They need less sleep. I sleep 10 hours a night and I'm always exhausted. Like, wow. yeah, but you're also always eating sugar and you're <laughs> downing coffee at seven, eight o'clock at yep. night. And yep. you're doing all this stuff to make mm -hmm. sure you're getting the crappiest quality sleep you can possibly get. Yeah. So it's like, of course, 10 hours isn't going to be enough. If you're not actually sleeping, yeah. then you're not going to be rested. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just paying attention to the quality of your sleep and realizing that quantity is meaningless mm -hmm. if you get in bad quality totally yeah and i love the part of checking in with yourself in the morning that's so powerful because another thing i did before that was uh wake like looking at my phone at night sometimes when i wake up to check the time not that i did that too often but i think that's something that i i did a little bit and another thing was you know rolling over grabbing my phone and then turning on Google or Facebook or something and browsing through. Yeah. Now that's, that's a, you know, it's an artificial stimulant again. You, you're not allowing your body to properly wake up. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, well, I gotta, I gotta, you know, pump some adrenaline or your adrenals gotta start working or something, you know, to process, you know, to be able to wake up. So allowing yourself to wake up naturally in the morning could be another powerful thing. Um, like for me it helped it helped loads like i i try to get up a little bit earlier now if i have something to do before the day um but just with the blue light alone like when i wake up i, I never i keep my phone in airplane mode until i'm fully awake uh, sometimes that's well after the sun comes up if there's nothing planned or i have i don't need the phone for anything i i don't look at it or i don't don't turn it on uh, before I'm fully awake and my eyes have seen like natural light, I've been outside and I don't have to, uh, um, 
you know dose myself with blue light at, at a close range uh, before I've seen like some natural sunlight. Yeah, that's a super important thing. And I mean, I think that's probably one of most people's worst habits. Yeah. You know, how many people, I mean, I know pretty much everybody I know uses their phone as an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. And so they plug their charger in beside their nightstand and they put yeah. their phone on their nightstand as their alarm clock. But then it's right there. Yeah. So when you wake up in the in the night and you can't sleep or whatever, you're your natural instinct well i shouldn't say your natural instinct but your programmed instinct is oh i'll grab my phone and pass some time until i fall asleep what you don't realize is that all you're doing is stimulating your brain Mm -hmm. which is going to make it way harder to fall back asleep yeah if you just roll over and think oh i'm awake i'm gonna go back to sleep who cares what time it is like just go back to sleep or yeah. don't, you know, if you wake mm-hmm. up and you're full of energy, do something. Yeah. That's your body saying you've slept enough for tonight. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Just go be productive. Go for a walk. I mean, there's something super awesome about going for a walk at two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. Like it is sure. really cool. Yeah. Um, some people may think it's kind of weird, but I, it's like the city is a magical place when everybody's yeah. asleep. Yeah. Nature um, would be too. Like totally. if you don't live in the city. Yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, nature would be even better yeah. in the middle of the night. Totally. Um, but I forget where I was going with that. Um, but yeah, yeah. People check their phones in the night and then they wake up in the morning and like, I know people who are checking their email before they're even out of bed. Yeah. You know, like, why would you do that? Especially work email. Yeah. Like, why would you subject yourself to a stress stimulus? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before you've even had the chance to start the day. Yeah. Like what a way to start on the wrong well, foot. Well, yeah. And if, you know, if you can think about it and check in with yourself, then you'll, before, before you do that, you may not recognize that as a, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, you know, as a fake stimulant, not a, you know, a harmful stimulant for your body. Uh, but it does like when your phone dings or when you have like an email coming in or all this kind of stuff, you, you, you're, you're, that's a that's a stress on your body that your your organs have to cope with your brain and your organs have to cope with that and and deal with that so that's like a uh, a toxin basically for your body that you have to process totally which I mean kind of brings me to my second biggest takeaway of primal living yeah. which has been reevaluating my relationship with my phone mm-hmm that's been huge. And I mean, I, I, to this day, I have a pretty unhealthy relationship with my phone. I think yeah. most people do. Yeah, I, I still do. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. But just getting conscious of it and realizing mm-hmm. like when you're sitting, when, when you're going through your day-to-day life and there's a moment of boredom. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's like so many people mm-hmm. don't think it's mm-hmm. okay to be bored. It's like, oh, I'm bored for a second. Let me check Facebook. Mm-hmm. Let me check Instagram. You see people doing it at red lights. Yeah. You're at a red yeah. light for like what, 30 seconds, 90 yeah. seconds? How could the, right. how can you possibly be bored? Yeah. <laughs> but people are because we're mm-hmm. we're addicted to this constant stimulus. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why people are so stressed out all the time. Yeah. It's like cuz you haven't let your mind wander in yeah. 10 years. Right. You know, like, I mean, I'm tr- I, I say 10 years because that in my mind, that's about when smartphones were getting yeah. popular. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that that's so true. But I think it's also we're also cultured that way to stay busy. We're, we're cultured that way We're we, we, we've adapted it ourselves sometimes. It's like, oh, we have this to do list. We have so much stuff to do you know, for our business or around the house or, or whatever. It's like, I can't sit, I can't sit and relax. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, I, I deal with this, I struggle with this all the time. 
you know, I, I'm sitting around. I'm like, well, shoot, I should be reading this book. I should be learning this. I should be, um, uh, you know, planning that. And, you know, it's actually it's OK. It's OK to not do anything. Yeah. And in fact, it's powerful to not do anything. Oh, super powerful. I had a really neat experience with that, actually, just the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, this, this morning specifically. Uh, I've been working way too much lately. Mm-hmm. Like way too much, like 14, 15 hours a day, every single day. Uh, I took the day off on Sunday and it was like one of the hardest things I've ever done because wow. I felt so guilty. I was just, oh, there's so much I need to be doing. I need to be mm-hmm. productive. I need to be accomplishing stuff. Yeah, I yeah. need to be moving forward. But yeah. I just needed, I needed to decompress. Like I yeah. was just, I was going to hit the wall. I could feel it. Yeah. Um, but then this morning, I was feeling that way again. I, I had a rough evening last night. A few things went wrong on a job site. Like, just, I was tense. I was just mm-hmm. in a bad state. So this morning when I woke up, I thought, well, my according to my calendar, my work day today won't be ending until about 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Maybe even possibly later. Last yeah. night, my work day didn't end till 10.30. Yeah. Um, so this morning I, I made the decision when I woke up cause I checked in with myself when I first opened my eyes, mm-hmm. how am I feeling? And I was run down. My back was sore. Yeah. My body was tired. I didn't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what? This morning I'm going to give my per- myself permission to not start my work day until 10 o'clock. Yeah. Cause I had a meeting at 10 o'clock that I couldn't miss. Well, I mean, I could have missed it, but it was an important meeting and it was yeah. the, one of those meetings that fills you up. You know, those ones that are, it's like you want to go, Mm -hmm. but I decided before then I'm not going to work. Yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, I did, (laughs) I had to change a tire on my trailer and I took it off and I took it to the tire shop at eight, but then I came home and I sat down and I had my cup of decaf coffee while I was sitting on the couch, looking out the window at my garden and just relaxed. But the act of relaxing Mm -hmm. was stressful. Wow. And I, I like that was a weird moment for mm-hmm. me realizing that I'm so addicted to working and yep. to getting stuff done and being productive and mm. I've I uh, I've been sucked into the hustle culture yep. in many ways and it's toxic. Man, you know, like man, pe- people don't realize yeah, how toxic That's so it powerful, is. dude. But um where was I going with that? It was my interesting See, this is the things that it affects. My mind is usually really sharp and twice I've lost my train of thought today. Um, and I just, <laughs> again, what were we talking about? Um, uh, de- decompressing, right, decompressing yeah. and being, a, having to do lists and being addicted to yeah. uh, productivity addicted to doing. Yeah. Right. And I just, I thought that was so interesting when mm-hmm. I noticed that the act of just being and just existing and letting myself have the time I needed to just, just decompress yep. was stressful. Yeah. And it's like, it, it shouldn't be that way. Like right. that, to, to me, that's a very clear indication that there's an imbalance in my life yep. right now. There's a, yeah. And so, and just that something's not right. And that's, I mean, that, that's been what my third biggest takeaway from primal living is mm-hmm. checking in with myself yeah. and, and taking note of what's so. Yeah. You no, know, I, my friend used to use that phrase all the time. What's so, and he used it to mean like what's actually going on right now in this yeah, moment. Yeah. When you remove all the emotions, when you remove all the stress, when you remove all the external stimulus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's really happening. Yeah. And that having that as a practice has been so important to my life because like when something goes wrong 
now. I have the tools. I'm not always good at it, yeah. but I have the tools to stop and be like, okay, wait a minute now. I'm freaking out, but what's really happening? Yeah. And it's amazing how many, how often that can bring you back to a place of peace Yeah, and just being like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or like this morning when I realized that sitting, like not doing anything mm-hmm. for an hour was incredibly stressful Yeah, yeah. because I was so worried about all the stuff I have to do. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it. It's like, so what, what will happen if I don't get it yeah. all done? It's right. like, so I have to make an uncomfortable po- phone call to a couple of clients and say, oh, sorry, I didn't get your quote taken care of yet you'll have to wait an extra day yeah that's not really that big of a deal but it was stressing me right out yeah and that's been that's been such an important part of this whole primal journey for me has been learning to recognize those signals from my body Mm -hmm. and from my mind too and learning to recognize when all is not well yeah and realizing that i have the power to correct and yeah. to make things good again yeah yeah it's just it, it sounds like it's just like um the being present like being able to be present there's there's often so many layers that are inhibiting um being present like like time for example you know most of everything you just said was had to do with time like you know and and as is with everything you know we have all this stuff to do well you know what we have our whole life to do it too right yeah. but we think that oh because the sun's gonna set in eight hours we need to get it done before that or it's already four o'clock in the afternoon we haven't done anything yet or i haven't done enough on this or or a lot of it is just has to do with just simply time and if we can peel back you know the fact that it has to be done now or before um, that the time is this or, or the month is that or whatever, then we can actually be more present and allowing ourselves to, you know, to be present to some degree or to check in with ourselves before we start going external or, or start doing uh, can really help us uh, navigate through through those times or or, or is more easier peel back the layers when you know, stress starts forming or, or when tension rises in our body, we can easy, easily come back to the uh, present moment. Yeah, exactly. And just notice right now and realize that the yeah. future doesn't matter that much because right. we don't know what's going to happen. Ne- and neither does the past. And Yeah, and the past especially doesn't yeah. matter because it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like we've learned quite abruptly in the last few weeks um, that... Um, the future is not guaranteed. Yeah. You know, like we've learned that this whole pandemic that we're living through and the, the changes we've seen in the world is it's crazy how so like people had plans for the future and they're just, they're gone. Yeah. Like they just evaporated right in front of our very eyes. Yeah. It happened to me too. Yeah. But I think that's a really powerful thing to realize is that the future is an, it's imaginary. It's off yeah. in the distance somewhere. And, it I mean what you do now affects the future, yeah. but don't live for the future. Right. Live yeah. for now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's been it's been a good it's been a very helpful uh, reality check. Yeah. Or very helpful um uh, realization that you know, the, what we know or what we think should be happening is likely not gonna happen or often doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And it's it, it's not gonna happen the way we uh, think it's going to yeah or or when or yeah, yeah when or how we think exactly i mean somebody 
told me a great quote the other day. She said, the goal is written in pen, but the road is written in pencil. Oh, it's that's just like cool. you can know what you want to accomplish in your life, but yeah, yeah. you have to be totally flexible on how you do it and where you yeah. go with it and everything else. That's so cool. I love that one. But, no, it's just, yeah, like that's a really cool way to look at it, I think. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you should have ambitions for your life. You yeah. Know, you should want to accomplish something. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, living in the now can be pretty dangerous mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. to your future self. Yeah. But you also need to not, you, you need to be able to look towards the future without having any stake in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Being able to like, you know, emotionally disconnect to, yeah. to the outcome. Exactly. And also like, like the how, the, the pencil, the pencil part, like yeah. the steps. Um, it's important to put them in place, but definitely not attached to those and be able to pivot. Like that's one of the things I struggle with doing that is, um, is not is not setting the steps in place at all and i but you have to like put the steps in place or start heading in that general direction to actually land up there because yeah. setting the goal enough or writing it in pen is sometimes not enough you have to put your your um um barometer in that in that direction yeah yeah you have to take the action that's going to get you to the ultimate outcome yeah Right. But at the same time, you have to not be stressed out about the ultimate outcome mm-hmm. at the expense of your peace in the moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that brings me to uh, my next big takeaway that I've turned, uh, learned from, prime, uh, from, from being primal is comes together with being present is just going into nature like there's just so much in nature that um that aligns with us and our our cycles and our evolution is there's just such a powerful way to become present is to go into nature yeah totally um nature is like it's such a grounding thing right and it's it's something that's missing from modern life you know people will go to the park and think oh i'm going into nature Mm -hmm. no you're not yeah there's benches there's garbage cans. There's roads. You're probably walking on a paved path. You probably drove there. Yeah. Like it's not nature. It's yeah. a man-made version of nature. Yeah. And I mean, on some level, our bodies are stressed out because of that. You know, mm-hmm. our bodies need that total natural isolation. Yeah. We need that total immersion in the mm-hmm. world around us so that we can remember our place in the yeah. world. and. Yeah, and our, our DNA remembers what that's like, mm-hmm. but our, our minds don't because mo- many of us have never had that experience. Yeah. You know, even I, like I, I consider myself an outdoorsman and I do spend a lot of time in nature, but I have never slept on the ground without a sleeping bag or a tent or, yeah. you know, I've never gone into the wilderness with absolutely no modern amenity. Yep, yep. You know, I've always had a flashlight or a match or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, there's never been that real deep primal connection. And I think on one level that would be a very uncomfortable experience. But I think on a, right? a on a spiritual or maybe not spiritual, but on like a deep deep I, I think spiritual could yeah, be a good word. Spiritual could be the right word, but just on, on some deep uh, ancient level mm-hmm. it's calming to the soul yeah well it's kind of like you were saying that it felt uncomfortable for you to sit and not do anything um it's it kind of can be like that you know in nature it doesn't it doesn't feel right right away that you don't have your 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 
flashlight or your stove or whatever with you but your body will be able to sort through it yeah like and then you can really connect to like the the natural laws and the natural rhythms uh that happen in nature um that are that are there that are so powerful yet they're so they're they're so flexible yeah like the trees um grow upwards (laughs) and they turn green in the summer but they'll grow you know in any shape or any direction yeah um you know the the birds like they'll they'll sit they don't they they sing a certain songs uh, you know each each different bird will sing a certain song but you know when they sing it or how loud or how long you know like there's no there's no fluid way of doing that there it there there's just there's a there's a pattern there but it's it's kind of loose on how it happens like time doesn't really matter exactly yeah like time doesn't exist yeah it doesn't to, exist yeah. no and I mean, and nothing really exists in the natural world. None of none of what humans look at yeah. as uh, important right. really exists in the natural world. Our, like our modern things and our modern practices and our modern beliefs don't exist in nature. Exactly. Like, like breakfast, like seven a.m. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, like being late. Being being late, right? <laughs> Yet some of the bigger uh, cycles they do happen, like springtime like sunset you know those cycles are there but they're uh and they're they're there and they always have been but some of the modern things that we've adapted that have helped us you know create the modern life that we have they don't matter so much when it comes to the bigger things or to when it comes to nature and that's the parts that will really ground us and and set us up to be uh to show up better and be more powerful and 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 be more present in our modern uh mundane life of uh you know alarm clocks and uh, you know yeah and, and schedules work times, and schedule, lights yeah, and yeah exactly just as you were saying that i was thinking it like as you were talking about the natural cycles and stuff and i was thinking about all the systems that humans have come up with mm-hmm. to make those natural cycles irrelevant to our lives yeah yeah you know like we we've got indoor lighting to make mm-hmm. the day and night cycle irrelevant yeah. to our life. We've got uh, climate control to make yeah. the spring, winter, winter ski, summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just, it doesn't really matter that much. Right. And clothes, clothes. Yeah. To and houses. Yeah. Yeah. And like the thing is all that stuff is critically important to our well being. We've just distanced ourselves so mm-hmm. much from it that we've forgotten that. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool. It's it's great to be able to to do it, and, and it allows us to to live how we to to um, create the life that we want, and you know, have flexibility and freedom and and connection. And it's cool to have technology, and it's cool to be able to drive or fly across the planet. Yeah. that stuff's really cool to totally. do. But we can't we can't lose touch of you know the the bigger things and the natural the natural cycles and the natural laws of nature because those are what ground us and those are what we're really about and those are what will empower us and charge us to uh to to fully take on like um you know the modern schedules and the 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 uh modern lifestyles the modern agendas yeah or even more importantly it might even empower us to live without that kind of stuff right yeah realize that we don't really need it and that way we don't have to get attached to it and that way it doesn't have to stress us out as much yeah you know i i work with one guy and he he's a very fascinating guy i'm not gonna drop his name because a lot of people know who he is but he is the master at not doing anything Mm 
that doesn't work for him. Yeah, yeah. Like he's the master at like he, he won't he won't make a social media post if it doesn't appeal to him. Mm-hmm. He won't uh, he won't show up to a meeting if it doesn't work with his schedule. If he's if he plans to be kite surfing and you have to have a meeting, even if it's a meeting that's like worth. Maybe if it was worth millions of dollars to the company, he might make an exception. But most of the time, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter how important your issue is. If it doesn't, if it's not important to him, he doesn't do it. That's powerful. It's super powerful, and I honestly believe one of the only reasons he's able to do that is he's disconnected himself from all the unimportant stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like he's just he doesn't he's not worried about disappointing somebody. Yeah, because he doesn't care about looking good for people. It's yep. like, yeah, if they're disappointed, that's their problem. Yeah, yeah. It's like too bad, um, and it's just such a neat way to live. And yeah. he, like same it's, with eating. Like he he eats incredibly clean, incredibly uh, natural. And I've I've been with him on times where we, we've gone like we've been at events together, and he's gone like three four days and eaten like four grapes. Yeah. And he's totally good with it because yeah. he's just he's in tune with what's really going on and mm-hmm. with what's with how he's feeling and with how the people around him are feeling and yeah, it's just so neat to see somebody so incredibly disconnected from the modern world yeah, but also using the tools we have in this modern mm-hmm. world to enhance his life yeah, you know like he's he's constantly doing web conferencing and he does trainings and stuff yeah um, over Zoom and. Things like that. He uses lighting when he's at events and microphones yeah. and all. Like he, he uses modern tools, but he's, he's first connected to nature yeah. and himself and himself, himself and yeah. just the general world. Yeah, you know, like all these modern tools that so many people allow to use them. Mm-hmm. He he uses the tools, but mm-hmm. the tools don't influence yeah. his life. That's such a great example. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's so powerful to, mm-hmm. to be that way. And I, I hope one day to have that level of certainty about who I am and my place in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I'm able to do that. I'm certainly not there yet, but I'm one day, Yeah, I hope to be. Yeah, totally. Well, I love that we, um, we landed up, you know, we started with primal lessons and we landed up talking so much about like intuition and nature. I think that's just uh so cool and so so important oh yeah to uh to to being ourselves and and you know nature is the best teacher exactly it really is if we can harness that um you know and and get in touch with it more yeah we can definitely uh empower ourselves in in many different areas and in very powerful ways in our lives yeah without a question i mean for me that that intuition thing is like that's the number one thing like that's what primal living is mm-hmm. it's just getting in touch with your intuition yeah. and yourself and knowing that your body knows what to do and yeah. your mind knows what to do and you just have to get out of its way mm-hmm. and just live and yeah. you know don't try to do something just mm-hmm. live yeah yeah just be yeah. yeah and i mean your life will get r- dramatically better if you yeah. can get to that place and if you can if you can not stress out about stuff that doesn't matter and if you can just just get to that place of total yeah. peace with life yeah. then suddenly life gets pretty easy it's not like it's not that complicated yeah yeah 100 percent. and you know this actually just has me thinking about our podcast like we everything that we talk about is just like it's stuff that we've learned it's not there's no we don't have scientific evidence we don't have any like 
you know any any write-ups or or you know extensive research and a lot of the stuff that we talk about it's stuff that we know works for us and it's stuff that aligns with us it's stuff that aligns with nature it's it it's more about like intuition and and personal you know our personal feelings and how we feel about it and that's the way we want you to to listen to this and hear it and then do the same in in your own life because a lot of the stuff that when we start outsourcing to go look at google on how we should do that it oftentimes can be very misleading and sometimes it's very helpful sometimes it's powerful uh, but so many times it's it's uh, misleading and when we can't check in with ourselves and and be able to gauge it through our own personal filters then uh, we can definitely get uh, pulled down that rabbit hole pretty easily. Yeah, you're so right. And I mean, like, that's something a lot of people probably don't know about this podcast is we don't plan anything. Yeah. Like we did once, <laughs> like for a little couple months. Yeah. And it was, it kind of worked, but it wasn't nearly as good as what we do on the yeah. fly. Right. Yeah. And like, that's just because we're, we're primal Canadians. Mm -hmm. We're in touch with our intuition. Yeah. And yeah, we don't, we don't really research stuff. I mean, yep. we research stuff in our own lives because mm -hmm. it interests us. Yeah. But we just come and we sit down in the office and we fire up the recorder yep. and say like, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah. And then we talk about it. Yeah. That's so cool. And uh, it's, it's so different for, for, you know, how the modern world works or how podcasting, you know, should work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I've heard that I've gotten that feedback, you know, we have, uh, we have flaky topics and, um, and I'm actually, I'm actually proud to hear that because this, I, I really think this is the stuff that will withstand the test of time. Yeah. And I mean, if somebody else finds it flaky, that's fine. It's yeah. Not that, their they're podcast. not our fans. Exactly. That's, that's fine. They're yeah. For too sure. wrapped up in the hustle culture. Yeah. You know, I, I work with people who would be horrified to find out how we did this. Yeah. Like there's, they're marketers right. and they're, they're just like, well, how, how can you sell it? How can, how can you stand to do a podcast that only gets 25 or 30 listens per episode? Yeah. It's like, well, because that's 25 or 30 really cool people who are yeah. resonating with what we have to say. That's like we talked about sleep. It's not quality. It's not quantity. It's quality. And, and yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Like, like it, we're not, we're, it's not going to get overturned by new research. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because it's not based on that. It's not, it's not like that. It's not, that's not the, its roots. Yeah. It's just, it's just us being who we are, doing what we do, yep. and just living life. And that's awesome. what being primal is all about. So get out there and just live your life. Quit worrying, quit stressing, quit trying to figure out the right thing to do, and just be. I love that. And I want to give a big thank you to uh, you guys for listening and uh, to all of you who, are, who have made it this far into our show and our regular listeners or listeners at all to our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. If you're one of those 25 or 30 people, uh, we thank you. It's really, really awesome to have you with us. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to send us an email, primalcanadians at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the primal Canadians. Uh, you can even, I believe, comment right on these episodes on your favorite yep. podcast player. Um, but reach out to us and interact and let us know what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. We probably won't take it to heart at all. But uh, let us know anyway, because if it's if it resonates with us, it'll be important. Yeah, always great to hear from you guys. Yeah, so. you bet. And until next time. Keep it primal. Tune in next time for more Primal Conversations.